0: To many around the globe transforming lives into legacies live in word with pastor mensah Otoville. and now today's word when they went to the church the bible said the whole church joined them to pray and they prayed to god for boldness you know it's very interesting what they prayed for They didn't pray for God to kill the Jewish rulers. They actually didn't pray, God, remove the problem. God, remove the threat. They said, it's okay. They are coming against us, but Lord, empower us to face them. You know, many times we want God to remove certain people out of our way. God will not remove them. Sometimes we pray, God, kill somebody. Have you prayed for God to kill people and the people grow stronger and stronger and healthier and healthier? Have you wished that some people died and they never died? They didn't pray, God, kill the leaders. God, wipe them out. This has become the prayer, uh, the pattern of believers. This is, oh, God, kill my enemies. Oh, Lord, let them destroy. Oh, Lord, destroy them. That's not what they were praying for. They said, Lord, grant us boldness. Because they have come against us, but we will not draw back. And give us what we need to face them. And that is what you need to pray for. God will not cause your enemies to melt away. But he will give you what it takes to face that enemy and to overcome that enemy. You will not run away from this battle. You are not of those who turn back into perdition. You are of those who stay and see the salvation of the Lord. So they pray to God for boldness. And the verse 29 and 30 says, And they said, Lord, now look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal, that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. I like that prayer. Grant us boldness to speak. Grant us boldness to speak. Grant us boldness to speak and stretch your hand, not against my enemy, but stretch your hand to do signs and wonders when I speak your word. Don't you think it's more powerful for God to do signs and wonders on your behalf than for him to kill your enemy? God wants us to show forth his power before our enemies. So the enemies must live. The third thing that happened, the Bible says they were filled with the Holy Spirit. That looks a bit strange. They're praying for boldness and they're filled with the Holy Spirit. Why? Because boldness comes into our spirit. And if it comes into our spirit, then God will pipe boldness into your spirit through the power of the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is the only one who can get into your spirit. So they are filled with God's power. And the result is that they preach the word of God with boldness. What if these people have drawn back? What if the threat had gotten to them? What if they had been afraid of their lives? What if they had said, hey, the power coming against us is too much? Have you ever considered the effect of your actions, not only on yourself but on other people and on history, the consequences of your cowardice? Have you ever considered the consequences your cowardice can have on your children, on your family, on your loved ones, When you are a coward, you are not a coward to yourself. You are a coward unto other people as well. And there are some bold decisions you must take, and if you don't take them, your children may live under a curse. Sometimes, our cowardice will condemn a whole generation to perdition. These people made sure that the gospel of Jesus... Will not die with them. That the gospel will be preached. I don't know about you when I read stories like this. I consider the threats I also face. And I say, for the sake of those who will come after me, Lord, grant me boldness to fight this thing and to win this battle. Everything human beings enjoy, somebody was bold. To win it in the first instance everything everything nothing comes free human rights democracy freedom of the press freedom of association nothing comes easy everything comes at a price and somebody is going to face the enemy so that something will be won for generations after somebody is going to fight that battle because if you don't fight that battle your children will have to fight it and your grandchildren will have to fight it and there are certain fights we are fighting because our fathers did not fight those battles our fathers allowed poverty to whip them and we inherited their whipping And instead of us fighting, we are also allowing poverty to whip us. And we are blaming it on witches in our family. Old ladies with no teeth. Who don't even have money to buy dentures. We think they have enough power to stop your progress. You need some help. If a toothless old lady has power to stop you, then you are a weakling. You are weak double times double. You say you are a child of God, you quote the Bible, and you believe a toothless woman is the one stopping you from prospering. May the Lord help us. So how do we exercise boldness when we are faced with the enemy? How do we exercise boldness when we are faced with the enemy? Numbers chapter 33 verse 3 Talking about the children of Israel I like this verse I really like it It says They departed from Ramses In the first month On the 15th day of the first month On the day after the Passover The children of Israel went out With boldness In the sight of all the Egyptians. This is the night, the day after the Passover. The Bible says they went out with boldness in the sight of all the Egyptians. God will not wipe out the enemy. He will be there looking on. But you will still move with boldness. Israel left the house of bondage with Pharaoh looking on. Israel received gold and silver and prosperity with Pharaoh looking on. And Israel crossed the Red Sea with Pharaoh looking on. Every major transition of the Israelites, it didn't happen with the enemy absent. God actually invited Pharaoh to come and see their crossing the Red Sea. And sometimes God just invites your enemy just to see your movement. He's not there to stop you. He's just there to see the great thing that God wants to do in your life. But the Bible says they went out with boldness in the sight of all the Egyptians. I believe you will also go out with boldness. In the sight of your enemy I don't know who wants to stop you but you're gonna go out in their sight they will look on and the Lord will bless you they will look on and you will cross a Red Sea they will look on and you depart from bondage they will look on and your manner will be flowing they will look on and see the salvation of the Lord which he works for you they went with boldness you know when your enemy is looking on sometimes your heart your heart begins to pant hey what if he changes his mind your victory is not because he changed his mind it's because the hand of god is upon you Amen. pharaoh didn't change his mind he just couldn't do anything about it because the hand of god was upon the israelites so they went out before their sight They went out before their side. They collected their gold when they were looking on. They crossed the Red Sea when they were looking on. There will always be somebody present who doesn't like you. Welcome to the planet Earth. There will always be somebody present who doesn't like you. The thing is, he can't stop you. Because you are going out with boldness. Everybody say Boldness. Now, why did the Bible say boldness? Because they could be intimidated. I'm sure the people were angry. The faces were very frowned. And maybe they were even threatening them with words. Maybe they were saying, if you people leave, we will kill you. If you leave, we will kill you. If you leave, we will kill you. And they were leaving. I used to have a schoolmate in primary school who was a fighter. Liked to fight. You know, the people who, I don't know whether it's an anointing or a calling, but they just like to fight. You know, they fight everybody. And this guy was a very smallish guy, but when you are fighting him, he's on the ground. And he's saying, I will beat you. When I get up, you are finished. And he keeps threatening you, and he's getting pummeled. And they're beating him, and those days, you know, when, when you get beaten on the ground, they'll open your mouth and put sand in your mouth. There's sand in his mouth, but he's still threatening There are some enemies who never give up. And if you're not bold, you will listen to their threats and never move. That's what happened. The Egyptians were threatening. God has beaten them ten places. They were down, but they were still threatening. And the Bible says the Israelites went out with boldness. Tell somebody, I'm going out with boldness. I'm going out with boldness. When you're faced with the enemy, there are some things you don't have to be afraid of. Number one, do not fear their faces. Do not fear the face of the enemy. In Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 17, God said to Jeremiah, Therefore prepare yourself and arise and speak to them all, and I, all that I command you. Do not be dismayed before their faces lest i dismay you before them don't be afraid of their faces even if their face is like stone still move if you're going to talk to somebody and the person's face is not inviting still talk he's frown his face still talk he's angry still talk he's not in the mood to entertain you still talk because if you are dismayed before their face God says I will dismay you before them don't be afraid of their faces a face is a face a face is a face and don't let anybody's face dismay you and if you can't handle the face shut your eyes but don't let anybody's face people's faces Dismay you, they're not smiling, and so what? He's angry, and so what? He has squeezed his face, and so what? God says, You are going to go boldly in the presence of your enemies. Don't be afraid of their faces. Number two, do not fear their words. Sometimes it's not just the face, it's the words. In Ezekiel chapter 2, verse 6, God says, And you, son of man, do not be afraid of them, nor be afraid of their words. Though briars and thorns are with you, and you dwell among scorpions, do not be afraid of their words, or be dismayed by their looks, though they are a rebellious house. Don't be afraid of their words. Words are very powerful. Goliath stood one man before Israel and issued a threat and from Saul right down to everybody in the army they were scared words are very powerful people can speak words that can put fear into you Jezebel put words into the ears of Elijah great man of God and he lost his courage Which words are you hearing? What threats are you hearing? Do not be afraid of their words. That is why when David was threatened with words by Goliath, he also had to speak words from God. Don't be afraid of their words. Number three, do not fear their gods. Do not fear their gods, especially for us who are here in this part of the world you know, where we are very much aware of all the spiritual forces uh, people can come into contact with. We get scared when we hear somebody has gone to some place and he has collected this and he's drinking that and he's talking to do so and so. And sometimes even believers get scared. Psalm 115 verse 3 to eight says but our god is in heaven he does whatever he pleases their idols are silver and gold the work of men's hands they have mouths but they do not speak eyes they have but they do not see they have ears but they do not hear noses they have but they do not smell they have hands but they do not handle feet they have but they do not walk nor do they matter through their throat those who make them are like them so is everyone who trusts in them if people go for the power of the enemy do not be afraid of what they have what God has in you is greater than what they have I don't know which country they went to or which area they went to or which power they went to which occultic force they are are imploring it matters not the greater one is in you than he that is in the world don't be afraid of their gods And number four, do not fear the weapons they use against you. Don't be afraid of their weapons. Isaiah chapter 54 verse 17. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against you in judgment you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. We're not afraid of their weapons. We're not afraid. We're not afraid of their gods. We're not afraid of their words. We're not afraid of their faces. As you go through life, you're going to encounter faces that are hard. Words that are stout. Gods that are terrible. Weapons that are fearsome. But there are more for you There are more on your side than anything the world can master. There is power inside you. There is power outside you. There is power around you. There is power in you. There is power in your words. There is power in your spirit. There is power in your hands. Don't let their force intimidate you from using what you have because God did not leave you helpless. God's power is alive and available to you. If you're going to be bold, those are the things you have to watch out for. People's faces. People's words. What is backing them? What God they worship? What weapons they have? Sometimes you look at yourself and you don't have the weapons they have. Or they have gods that look physically terrifying you know you know that most most uh, idols are, are not handsome it's it's all strategic it's all part of the plan it looks uh, some, you know look very ugly because if it's handsome it's harmless But it has horns, it has tails and something is coming from the ear and the the nose is at the ear and the mouth is wide. (laughs) And you look at that. Or you go to somebody, they say somebody has done juju and you look at the juju and the thing looks ugly and terrible and some blood is there, some cowries, and some ashes and all kinds of intestines and you look on and fear hits you. Just by the sight Don't be afraid of their faces Don't be afraid of how your enemy Looks like And don't be afraid of his weapons And how they look like And don't be afraid of his gods And how he looks like And don't be afraid of their words And how it sounds like The God of heaven Is fighting for you The God of heaven Goes ahead of you The God of heaven subdues your enemies before you. So how do you respond? In righteousness. In boldness. Let me conclude with four things you must do. To walk in boldness. Number one. You must stand in God's grace. Not in your power. But in God's grace. Stand in God's grace. For we do not have a high priest... According to Hebrews chapter 4 verse 15 and 16 We do not have a high priest Who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses But was in all points tempted as we are Yet without sin Let us therefore come boldly To the throne of grace That we may obtain mercy And find grace to help in time of need Our boldness is in the throne of grace It's in the compassion of Jesus It's it's in the grace of God when they threaten you, don't, don't let their physical threat make you move from the spirit to the flesh. Don't talk with boldness in your flesh. Don't brag in your flesh. When the world threatens you, don't also say, you don't know who I am. I, I, will, I will crush you also. By what power did you say that? Did you do it by the grace of God? Or they allowed you to shift from grace to your own works? Because when you move from grace to your own works, then you are battling him on your own level. And you are alone. We stand in the grace of God. Everybody say, we stand in the grace of God. We stand in the grace of God. So stand in the grace of God. Number two, see what God sees. See, if you're going to be bold, you have to see the way God sees things. How does God see your enemy? How does God see this battle? How does God see your future? You have to see what God sees. In Genesis chapter 15, uh, verse 5, and says God showed Abraham the stars and says, see it. See it. So shall your descendants be. The Bible says, Abraham believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness. See as God sees. That thing that looks so big, how does God see it? Do you think God sees that problem the way you see it? Number three, say what God says. Say what God says. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5 and says, Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Say what God says. Stand in his grace. See what he sees. Say what he says. And finally, do what God does. Do what God does. John five nineteen. This is what Jesus said. Most assuredly, I say to you, the Son of Man can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the Father do, but what he sees the Father do, for whatever he does the son also does in like manner. Do what God does. If God is at peace, then be at peace. Can you imagine that your enemy came against you and God was scared? God said, hey, Michael, what should we do? Gabriel, what should we do? Yeah, Charlie, I haven't seen anything like this before. Hey! But the Bible says the Lord sits in the high place in the heavens and laughs. If that is what God is doing, resting and laughing at your enemy, then you can also sit and be still and know that he is God. Do what God does. How does God scatter your enemy? By his word. If that's how he does it, you also declare your word. Do what God does. Say what he says. See what he sees. Stand in his grace. If you do this, in the midst of the greatest battle, you will not run. You will hear things that makes people's heart faint, but you will be encouraged. You will see enemies, but you still go and face them. Because you know whom you trust. You know where you stand. You know the grace you stand in. I don't know what battles you are faced with. But I see you. You are a bold lion. You are a bold lion. You don't run from the enemy. You don't flee when no one pursues. You are bold as a lion. And that has nothing to do with whether you are quiet or you are gentle, or you are kind. You can be kind and bold, quiet and bold. You can even be shy and bold at the same time because your boldness doesn't come from your temperament. It comes from the grace of God. It comes from who God is. It comes from what he has said about you. It comes from how you see things and what you say out of your mouth. Not all of us have the same temperament. Some people are quiet by nature. Some people, uh, you know, are very, you know, self-effacing. It doesn't matter. But you can still have the heart of a lion. And you can face your enemy and not draw back onto perdition. Say, I'm bold as a lion. Say one more time, I'm bold as a lion. Thank you for listening to Living Word. To interact with Pastor Mensah Otebile, like his page on Facebook, follow him on Twitter at Mensah Otebile, email otebile at centralgospel.com or call 233-302-688-000.